Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where the wealth within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader or investor. Wealth Within was voted number three for stock market podcasts globally in 2018, so I hope you enjoy listening. We cover topics from trading to investing, as well as wealth creation to ensure you can achieve your financial goals. Because as we always say, lifestyle matters. As a global leader in stock market education, you can fast track your journey towards financial freedom by studying with Wealth Within. If you'd like more information about our government accredited courses or to watch more analysis of the stocks in this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the market report videos under the Learning Centre. Please note that the information in this podcast should not be considered personal financial advice. The goal of every trader or investor is to achieve good solid returns. In fact, the best returns that they can get. But as they strive to manage their own portfolio, the opposite generally occurs. So why is that? Well, in today's report, I'll share with you why you're wasting lots of time and complicating your process. I'll also share with you just why investing in the top 20 stocks in the Australian stock market yields the best returns. Hello, welcome to this week's Australian Stock Market Report. I'm Dale Gillam, Chief Analyst at Wealth Within, and we're Australia's most trusted stock market educators. In this report, I'll also look at what's been happening, and more importantly, what I believe will happen in the Australian share market, along with answering your questions and looking at the stocks of interest for the week. Now, before we move on, thank you for showing your support for the channel and hitting that subscribe button. Now, remember, as you subscribe, click the bell on the right of it so you keep up to date with our latest videos. Also, tune in to our live Australian stock market show every Tuesday, 7 to 8 p.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time. Now, this is a show where you get to ask us, the stock market education and trading experts, to look at your favorite stocks and answer all of your questions. Now, as I mentioned, the goal of every trader and investor is to achieve good, solid returns. But when striving to manage their own portfolio, the opposite often occurs. Now, I believe there are two main reasons for this. Firstly, the overwhelming majority want to be in control of their investments. And secondly, investors want to rely on their own research. The challenge with this is that the majority of traders and investors lack the knowledge required to invest correctly, with many searching for that elusive stock that will provide the returns they're seeking. Unfortunately, it is this desire to be in control without the right knowledge that is costing investors dearly in terms of lost time and returns. It is interesting that as a society, we run to get a qualified tradesperson to fix a leaky tap broken light or fix our car. But somehow we think that even without an education, we are more than capable of managing our own wealth creation. Think about it for a moment. Now I'm not saying you can't do it, but it will take you some effort and the willingness to learn. Now based on my own research of the top 20 stocks in the Australian market, it is possible to outperform the index using a few simple rules. That said, many believe that the top 20 stocks are too expensive and prefer to gamble on the penny dreadful stocks. Although this does explain why most traders and investors achieve average returns well below their expectations. 
We only need to look at the performance of the All Lord News Index this calendar year to prove my point of why investing in the top stocks will yield the returns investors are seeking. Now, from January 1st this year, the market has risen approximately 19%. If an investor had held all top 20 shares over the same period, their portfolio would have achieved a capital growth of 16% plus dividends. With the average dividend yield paying around 4%, investors would have achieved a total return of 20%. Not bad when you consider that most investors are happy achieving a return of around 8 to 9% per annum as per the latest ASX investor study in 2017. Now ask yourself, if this calendar year you have not achieved 20% or better on your portfolio, then what have you been doing that has caused the underperformance? When buying the top 20 stocks and holding is pretty much a no-brainer in my book. Of the top 20 stocks, CSL achieved the biggest growth with a 41% return, while the only stock showing a negative return in the top 20 was S32, which is currently down around 19%. Currently, nine of the top 20 stocks have achieved capital growth of over 20% for the year, and this is above the return of the market. Now, while I don't espouse to the philosophy of buy and hold or to over-diversifying a portfolio, what this does is demonstrate that it is easy to achieve good returns without too much effort or knowledge. That said, you investors want to achieve returns above this level then it pays to get a good education that will enable you to do this. Let's now get into the top and bottom performing sectors in Australia this week. Well, interestingly, materials and information technology topped the list, rising around 3%, whilst energy was not too far behind. The worst performing sectors were utilities, down nearly 1.5%, communication services and industrials, down under 1%. Looking at the top 100 stocks in the S&P 500 All Ordinaries Index, Adelaide Brighton topped the list, rising 11.5%, with James Hardy up just over 10%, and surprisingly, Pendle Group rose over 9% on Wednesday, despite announcing a profit downgrade. It finished the week up around 10%. The worst stock in 2019 in the top 20 has been S32, and it also surprised rising over 8%. Now, the worst performers last week include Northern Star Resources, down over 9%, Evolution Mining, down over 7%, and Newcrest, down nearly 7%. Flight Centre, after warning of a profit downgrade, was down over 5% for the week. So what do I expect in the market moving forward? Well, let's get into the charts of our S&P 500, All Ordinaries Index update for the week. I'll also answer your questions and look at the stocks you've chosen for me. All right, let's get into the chart for the All Ordinaries Index. And again, it was an interesting week on our marketplace with the, the Dow actually being a little bit more bullish and our market still all over the place. It's not necessarily wanting to rise, but it's not actually going to fall. So let's have a look at the, the chart now. So we've got a weekly chart on the screen. And what we're seeing here is an interesting um, really big sideways move. If I look over here and I put my um, price range percentage tool from that low there back in August, the market's really only risen 5.47%. But really, if you look at it since right back through here, back in, what was that uh, there, that June, we've just really been going sideways, this whole market. What worries me is we've got a high, that's the all-time high there. We've had a low 
which is a lower low than the prior one. Then we've got a lower high, then a higher low. So it'd be interesting to see what happens here. If we get a down week on our Australian stock market this week, uh, then we're going to have a lower high again. So it's a real, real mix of things or indecision. If I go onto the daily chart, you'll actually see what I'm talking about here. You can see here last week we've got, that's Tuesday, there's Monday. So Monday we went up. We tried to really push up high with the 46 point range, but we closed right down low on the bar. The next day we opened, did the same thing and pushed right up, came back again, very indecisive. Then on Wednesday, we had a, a downward day where we tried to push up, came right back down again. Thursday, big bullish day. That's what we saw, 64 point range, opening on its low, closing on its high. These are the sorts of bars you like to see if the market is going to be continued to be bullish. You like to see these big long bars with the opens near the bottom and the closes near the top. But here's Friday. We tried to push up because the Dow was going up. It went up on the Thursday night, uh, uh, overnight, and it pushed. So our market tried to push up, but the bears came in pushing it down, and then they came back around about halfway. So it'll be interesting to see what our market does this week. And so if we do get start getting some movement down, we could still see that downward movement that I was expecting. And whilst we're now moving out of the time frame that I was expecting, we are still um, really in that time frame for getting a low that, uh, that we do actually need. And you can see the pattern a little bit easier here on this chart that I'm looking at here. But going back to here, you can see again, it's just really sideways. So I do, I still do expect the market will fall away and it'll be short and sharp. But again, hey, we also need to think of the other side of the coin, whereas we are moving into Christmas, the market is showing resilience. It's definitely not bearish. It is more bullish than bearish. But I really would like as a trader, I'd really like it just to exhaust itself, having one downward movement to be able to put itself down to give it some life to spring back up and get some good rises coming through into Christmas and into January. But right now, everything looks fantastic on our market. So everybody should be excited for a great Christmas. Your portfolio should be looking really, really good. So, but uh, now it's time we get into the questions for this week. Alrighty, let's get into those questions for the weekend. The first one I've got from is Amajit uh, Banerji. Um, he says, I'm from India, but I follow the ASX stocks very closely. Can you believe I help my cousin and friends to invest in shares there? And up until now, um, earn well, lol. Um, Seek is my favorite at less than 19 and I sold above 22. So fantastic. He's buying it at less than 19 and sold above 22. I'm not sure why um, you would do that because to me, that's just uh, making a lot more work. Seek's been a great stock and uh, it's been a really good long trending stock. So it's a really, really nice. But he goes on to say, I want to know your views on a Santa Barbara Mines or SBM. My cousin has eight thousand eight hundred at two dollars eighty seven i feel it can be a very good long-term buy and even in the short term will show gains um, what's your opinion um, janine as i wrote to you i live in india and as my interest in the asx is purely academic and to help my friends and relatives in australia so let's have a little bit of a look we're going to go and have a look at um, sbm so i'll bring that up now so we can actually see it i won't actually look at seek but uh from from this point of view because he hasn't asked about it but his cousin did buy it Two, or sorry, he did buy it at 287, but let's bring up the monthly chart first um, at 287. So he would have bought in around the, possibly in that week um, or in those sorts of weeks here for 287, if I put my crosshairs on. He doesn't actually say when. So right now, this is 287, that area there of this horizontal line. So I'm not really sure. To me, there is no buy signal on this stock at all. So 
I wouldn't have this stock at this point of view um, in my portfolio. I think it is right now, it is bearish. Looking at this, it had a high here in February of uh, $5.32, which it's all time high. If I look at right back here, it's sorry, it's, it's not at all time high. It's high for the most recent period. It's all time high is way back here in March 1994. And there's some pretty heavy resistance around that level. You can see there at 523. Now, if it goes from 287 to 523, that's not a bad little move. And if we do that, if I click on my other tool, from currently where it is right up to there, that's a nice 107.88% if you can see there. So it's a really, really nice move. But right now this is more bearish. It's showing me it's more bearish and the probability of this stock has further to go. So I'm not sure what you're doing with your cousin or what, whether it's a long-term view uh, like you say it is. But this is not a long-term buy and hold stock. It's very short run. It's very cyclical as you can see here. Most of its trading is in a short move. So we're talking about from here 2014 right through to, if I just expand that up, you'll see that, 2014 through to here. Um, in July 2016, so it's a short run there, fell quite heavily. So it rose very strongly. Let me put my tool on there. So you can see it rose quite strongly from that sort of level. Then it fell very, very heavily. This is not a buy and hold stock. This is a trading stock. It fell 50%. Then we get the next move up from this level through to, through to here rose up nearly 200% in the period of December 2016 to July 2018. About 18 months it rose, and since then it's fallen quite heavily in price. So now from our all-time high to this low, there's another 50%. So if it finds support here and starts to move up, then it could be a nice little buy. But right now, I need to assume this is bearish and it's gonna to continue to do so because that monthly chart is telling me it's more bearish. Um, and obviously that weekly chart, if I look here, let me bring that up so you can see that a little bit easier, Sanjeet. Um, right now, this is the if that low gets broken, this thing is heading south big time. So um, it's very, very, um, yeah, it's dangerous to hold this stock at the moment. That's probably all I can say. So if, if you're advising your cousin properly, um, then you need to be telling him he needs to have an exit strategy on this stock. But right now, um, it's it's quite dangerous to hold the stock. But thank you for, for your question and thanks for watching from India. It's always nice to know where people are and what countries they're from. If you're from another country, if you're watching from anywhere in the world, please just post down below and say, hey Dale, I'm from wherever I am. Uh, love to hear where everybody is from. So we've got another email from uh, somebody called AK. I'm not sure who that is. He's, he says, thanks Janine. Janine did our last week's video. Um, AK saying, could you please look at Cochlear and advise if it's looking to continue its uptrend. So looking at Cochlear, that's our next one on our list. Cochlear is one of these great stocks in the Australian market. Now he's asking if it's going to continue its long-term uptrend. It will until it doesn't anymore, mate. How long's a piece of string? And that's really what we can say is that's why we have exit strategies on stocks. We always have an exit strategy on a stock. Right now we've seen, uh, if we're looking here on the right-hand side of our chart, that's big high the Cochlear had in August at 226.71. It's sort of fallen away a little bit but it's holding up quite nicely like the rest of the market it's holding up and you can see about 10 11 or 12 percent so it may return but the interesting thing will happen over the next few weeks if this is an this is an indecisive bar we need to see it break upwards or break downwards if it starts to break downwards then it probably is going to fall a little bit lower 
Um, but if it keeps moving up over the next three, three, four weeks, we might see it break a new high. But again, I'm not going to say to you whether this is long-term bullish um, because it has been long-term bullish. It is still technically bullish given that's the all-time high. And we've had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve weeks, thirteen. We're week fourteen since here. Um, with that being the low there. So if it does go move down, it's not. If you're in it, uh, I'd be looking at an exit strategy. Um, but would I be entering right now? The answer is absolutely not. I wouldn't be doing that. But let's move on to the next question. But thanks, AK, for that question. We've got one from Richard Larkins who says, Hi, Janine, can you please let me know what your view on Amcor is as a turnaround stock? Now, I'm not sure what you mean by turnaround stock. People use these terms. Um, maybe they've heard them from somewhere, I don't know, but turnaround stocks. Um, and what is your view of IPL after breaking above a long-term consolidation? Thank you. So let's look at Amcor at the moment. Let's bring that up. Turnaround stock, interesting concept. So I'm not sure what you mean by turnaround, as I said, but here's a high back in July to uh, 1674. Had a big fall down to this low. Now we're going to have a look at that. Let me put my lock on. And I'll show you, it's had a nice big fall down here, 18.52%. It's looking better at this point in time. So it could be turning from being more bullish to be more bearish, given it's fallen that heavily. But you're looking at over here, more important to look at the monthly chart. And if you're trying to look at this, you can see these three tops right up here around that level of uh, $16.68. So we're looking at these levels right through here and it is really interesting to see that's a bearish signal normally that's a real bearish signal when you're seeing two if not three so if, if amcor can't move up a bit here this will be a triple top and if this is a triple top then this is very very bearish signal on the stock so right now the jury's out on whether it's going to be sustainable uh, whether this rise is sustainable but i would suggest if it can't get back up above 15 or 16 dollars here then it will turn around. This could just be a sucker's rally, mate. So just be careful uh, before it. But right now, it does look all right. Um, but I'm not super bullish on it at the moment. So let's have a look at IPL, the other stock that you mentioned. Very interesting stock. It looks like it's broken out of this big sideways move. But again, let's go to the monthly chart and have a good look at that. And you can see this is not a buy and hold stock. This is very much, again, a trading stock because you're seeing a whole lot of the movement of this stock is over a certain price range. It's below, mainly below this $4.30 sort of area and above that sort of $2.50 area. So it's very much a trading stock. It's not a buy and hold, guys. Um, and people don't see that. That's why you need to look at these monthly charts. If you're good at trading, then you can make some good money on a stock like this because you get some really nice little runs between here and here you can see here there's like 80 odd percent in this little run so you can get some good runs on it right now is it looking a little bit more bullish well we're seeing this breaking above this sort of area here of resistance but it's not enough for me to get too excited about it and let's bring up that weekly chart and you can see what i'm talking about here this could just be a nice little short rally before it finds some resistance to go back down again but right now it does look a little bit more bullish um, but I'd be worrying about upside potential through here. If I put my little tool on from where it's currently closing, if you're looking around this four or five dollar mark, there's 17, 18 percent in this move. If it gets to the top of that, if it doesn't, there's less in it. Again, not a long term buy and hold. So, but thanks for your question. Um, it's a really good question and people doing that. Uh, then we've got another question. Or our last question for today is from Don Tarr, who's who made a comment. He says high inflation and lower rate wages growth all 
so much troubles ahead. I'm really not understanding what your question is here, Don, with high inflation. I'm assuming you're talking about Australia, given it's on the Australian report, and Australia doesn't have high inflation. Actually, we have low inflation at this point in time. That's why they're talking about putting interest rates up. So, And we don't expect high inflation for many, 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 many years. Um, in fact, you know, Australia's not had a recession in the longest time, any country's um, or longest period that a country hasn't had a recession and we haven't had one for such a long time because we're good at managing inflation and even our forecast for inflation are somewhere between two and three percent over the next year or two that's normal that's where they like it high inflation is when you're getting well above that so i'm not sure where you're coming from um lowers wages growth yeah we've had low wages growth in australia but um i can't see how you say all so much troubles ahead the thing is is there's difference between uh, my mum used to say broke is temporary pause of state of mind and often people with um, a negative attitude towards the market they're not going to achieve things you need to change that round. The market is bullish. Our Australian market rises 70% of the time. And you're looking at things that aren't we need to have your head around here. If you're looking at the stock market and you're wanting to trade, then you look at the stocks that you're looking at. But I don't see troubles ahead at all. I really don't and I can't see them. Although over the last 12 months, a lot of people have been doomsayers in our market telling us it's going to crash um, and all these negative things. Because negative news sells, matey, so please don't listen to it. Um, but great question. Thank you for making the post. Uh, as I said a little bit earlier, if you are you know, um, from another country, just put some co comments down there. But uh, thank you for sending those questions or for everybody that sent your questions in, if you've got your questions. Um, but thanks for watching until the end of this video too. Um, so now if you have any questions that you'd like me to answer or stocks you'd like me to look at, just stick them below in the chat then. Please do that and I'll answer them. So just get your fingers on the typing uh, keyboard and keep typing. And remember that here on this channel, we also do these Monday reports every week. And we also do a live stream every Tuesday night at 7 to 8 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Daylight Savings Time. So also hit that subscribe button now and click the red bell on the right of it so you keep up to date and you know when we upload videos and when we go live. But uh, I'm Dale Gillum. Goodbye, good luck, and good trading. Thanks for listening. This podcast is brought to you by Wealth Within, a global leader in stock market education. For more information on our courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the Talking Wealth podcast under the Learning Centre.